everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio. Uh, but today, things are a little bit different. I caught a ride um, with my dear friend, Carl Serizawa. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> we, were, uh, we were together uh, watching the... Uh, watching one of our favorite sports teams, the Miami Manatees. And then uh, Carl said, you know what? Our, uh, your friend Nathan is right nearby. I can get you over to Monster Island pretty quick. Just respect social distancing. <laughs> Don't bring anything back to the ship. Um, so I'm like, all right, can do. I will, uh, I will make sure to say hi to our mutual friend at Dallas through the door. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we, uh, we didn't see Bex flying by, but that's okay. And uh, now we're here. Uh, we've got a bit of time because uh, Carl hasn't watched the final four episodes of Clone Wars yet. So this gives him some time to watch, absorb, and then ball because that's going to happen. <laughs> so today... I know. Uh, my, <laughs> my intrepid producer and I have watched those episodes. I know what you're talking oh about. Oh, my God. <laughs> also, oh, yeah. just what I thought I knew Everyone in the Sarazawa family, there's another one? This is quite fascinating. <laughs> you, you haven't met Carl. Uh, I think he was adopted into the family. I'm not 100% sure. but uh, <laughs> With a name like Carl, I assume there was adoption involved. <laughs> probably, but there, it's a sensitive topic and I don't want to push it. Um, <laughs> I totally get so, it. Dear listener, <laughs> so, dear listener, if you notice that today sounds different, because we are on location on Monster Island. We are in the Monster Island radio tower with none other than Nathan Marchand and uh, the intrepid producer, the always awesome Jimmy. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Uh, Jimmy! <laughs> are you upset at me? I, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know you'd want poutine. I didn't know if you'd like it. It's it's iffy outside of Canada. Even the Brits, who I share blood with, they don't like it. They think it's gross. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you would. I'll bring some next time. I know where we can get some good stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll also bring you some, uh, uh, let's see. No, you got all this good trick stuff. What? Oh, wait, I can bring you some sour Skittles. Apparently those aren't available outside of Canada in certain areas anyway. Uh, I know my. You family say that, but I remember having them when I was uh, living in Indiana. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. See, I, I, there's <laughs> when I go to the state, uh, <laughs> you guys have like thirty extra types of cereal. <laughs> Your aisles go on for ages. You have A and W root beer pop tarts. <laughs> Uh, even I haven't seen those. What is this crazy oh. talk? <laughs> oh, it, they're, they're amazing. They taste delicious. They're going to give me you diabetes. Want, okay, if you're going to bring up Canada and cereal, I got a funny story for you. When I was right, in high school, <laughs> okay, when I was in high school, my family took a trip to Canada. We essentially went up to, as I, you know, I lived in Indiana. We went up into Michigan, into Detroit, crossed into Canada, and went all the <laughs> way around Lake Erie. Okay? So we went okay. up 
went around and, spent, and camped in Canada and went on to the Canadian side of Lake Erie. Then we went over to Niagara Falls, spent a few days there, and then came around and went around the American side of Lake Erie. We went to a grocery store during the trip to get some cereal. And apparently everything in Canada is in both English and French. So we oh, found yeah. Yeah. so we found a <laughs> box of Captain Crunch that on the front said Captain Crunch. And then you turned it over and it was the exact same picture as the front, but in French. So it said Capitan <laughs> Crunche. <laughs> As far as I know, my mother has still kept that because we thought it was that funny. <laughs> I don't, she didn't throw it away. So <laughs> it might be in storage someplace at their house and I would love to see it again. I gotta, I gotta find that. And that, that reminds me of a buddy of mine um, who, when he gets excited about things and jokes around, he'll, he'll stretch out the, the name. So it sounds ridiculous. Uh, like back when it was the, uh, I can't remember how many years ago, but one of the more recent Olympics and there was the hockey player, Dion Peniff. Uh, he'd stretch it out where you'd be like, Dion Peniff. <laughs> Captain Crunchy. Crunchy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, oh now my I'm gosh. just thinking uh, about how there was, I, I don't remember if, I don't know if he's still playing anymore or not because everything got canceled by coronavirus. The yeah. There was a popular hockey player who shared my last name, and I kept wondering if he was a relative somehow. <laughs> I don't remember what his first name was or what team he played for. I just knew there was a popular hockey player with my name. <laughs> you could, uh, heritage. No, wait, no, no, down in the states It was about to be like heritage.ca. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you've already told me about how you grew up in Japan for a while and you had to learn to read cereal boxes in Japanese. <laughs> you, uh, how do you say Captain Crunch in Japanese? <laughs> oh, really? I'll take your word for it. <laughs> um, so, wait, but, but last thing, though, uh, before we dive into today's topic, because this is one I'm crazy excited to talk about and excited to talk especially with you about sir is um <laughs> yeah you become an avid Jimmy. fan of the show it was interesting oh, you oh got gosh, uh, you yeah. know uh, i was communicating with you you were doing your your youtube videos over the heisei gamera trilogy and i yeah. knew you before because we had talked before because you were a fan of the show and the i just got a hold of you and it's just hey if for whatever reason you feel like doing an episode of your show, I even said this might be a little crass, just just telling you this. If you wanted to do an episode on your of your show on the Heisei Gamera trilogy, I volunteer as tribute. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then you got you got back to me, said yes, I want to make it happen. Yeah. It's like okay, do you want to come here or should I, you know, fly back to the states? I was like, oh, I want to come to Monster Island. Okay, and then you said, and I want Jimmy on the show. Like really. <laughs> so congratulations you were the first time i have guest starred on a, another podcast where you wanted not only me but my intrepid producer who survived the <laughs> miraculously survived the infamous war in space but he still won't tell me how I'm not letting that go jimmy I'm not letting that go <laughs> well part of the reason i wanted to do this on monster island was one it's 
it's friggin' Monster Island. But then, <laughs> uh, you have in this radio tower, you have such a cool setup. Uh, so I was like, "Ooh, I get to tinker with some much better toys." Uh, <laughs> Don't then, press all the buttons. I'm not sure what all of them do. Heck, not even Jimmy is sure. Resisting, <laughs> I'm, I'm resisting the urge. Uh, if Men in Black taught me nothing else, is don't press the red button until Tommy Lee Jones tells me to. Yes. Uh, so until he tells me to, I'm going to ignore this big red button. But the, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I had to say this to Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, the more I hear about your, your, your history and your story, I'm just, I'm just thinking like, man, that could be really cinematic. And recently over the past couple of years, we've gotten a bunch of big budget reboots and remakes uh, for better or for worse. I do think that your story would translate very well to the screen, but I think they cast you as they cast Tom Cruise to play you. It's just who I picture, and that could be amazing or just quite odd. But I, I just wanted to let you know, Tom Cruise, you, you'd be Tom Cruise. Wow, he's quite flattered. <laughs> <laughs> Really, you're going to talk to some people in Hollywood to get them to film the next Mission Impossible here. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> I mean, he's already been joking with me the last couple of weeks about how the the Toho movie, based on his, his and many other people's experiences in the infamous War in Space, that fun little docudrama, he's already said it really should be subtitled The Jimmy from NASA Story. Despite the fact that it looks like he dies before the last 20 minutes. So, okay. <laughs> hey, man, unless, um, unless we see uh, someone get killed, and then if it's like Friday the 13th, that's no guarantee. Um, yeah, at this point, at, at this point, like I said, he won't tell me how it happened because if you listen to the first episode of my show, I talked about meeting Jimmy. I came here on a vacation, found out that there was a job opening for the the film curator because there's a film vault here on the island. They had a job yeah. opening for that. I applied for it. I managed to get it. I mean, I was geeking out so hard because, as our friend Bex might put it, I'm kind of a kaiju otaku. <laughs> 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 and so I was super excited to work on this island. And I thought, you know, I, I had done another podcast before kaiju vision radio I, I hadn't been on that for a while but like i want to do a podcast again especially after i saw the radio station here so i you know i talked to the right people you know the board of directors who i s still wonder about sometimes here i've never seen them in person they i always have to communicate with them indirectly and board of shadowy figures yes <laughs> have you seen Evangelion. They remind me a little bit of Sele sometimes. <laughs> I I haven't seen Evangelion. Um, <laughs> All of your anime the... friends will get what I'm talking about then. And oh, yeah. If you ever watch it, you'll understand why that's mildly terrifying. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I met Jimmy here, and I thought, what? I thought you were dead. And he said, eh, I get that a lot. <laughs> so like, how did you survive? And he wouldn't tell me. He refuses to tell me. I have been working with this guy for about eight months now, and he still won't tell me. So my theory, so my theory 
currently is that it was through the power of the retcon. <laughs> <laughs> through the power that that's well, I was going to say if if Jimmy was a movie, he'd be saving it for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Be sequel baiting hard. <laughs> sequel <laughs> baiting hard. All of that oh, to yeah. say, you're joining me here today because you want to do a bit more of a deep dive into three of the films starring one of our most popular kaiju residents here on the island. We have a lot of people who come to the ah. Monsterland Resort just to see the friend of all children, the guardian of the universe himself. <laughs> Guardian of the Universe, not Guardians. Uh, Guardian of the Galaxy. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> we did, we can't get sued, man. We can't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> and I am, of course, speaking about Gamera. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So uh, before we dive in, I'll just I'll just say now. Um, and I shared some of these just in the quick thoughts videos I was doing. Gamera is uh, Gamera is a kaiju that I was peripherally aware of. Um, there, there, there's ones that you know, but you haven't necessarily seen. Well, heck, like they even they even dropped Gamera in as a reference on The Simpsons, um, yeah. which shows the impact that that he's had on pop culture. Uh, even though it's not not as big as say Big G Godzilla or Kong. Uh, much <laughs> Those, those are our big three here on the island. Every you know, most people come to see those three. Oh yeah, yeah. Although if 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 Ghetto was around, I'd be like, all right, I'm terrified, but I, I gotta I gotta do this. Uh, <laughs> Ghidorah is around. He's here on the island. The you should have saw him when the the kaiju threw their Christmas party. If you uh, if you uh, <laughs> listen to episode seven, I mentioned that uh, apparently Ghidorah's favorite Christmas carol is We Three Kings. <laughs> that checks out. That checks out. Uh, it, Ghidorah does seem to have an inflated sense of self until he is uh, just completely beaten down remorselessly by a bunch of monsters. Uh, it should be noted in most of his recorded battles, it took more than one other kaiju to defeat him. Oh yeah. Oh, he yeah. Uh, he oh, makes but, sure to uh, remind everybody, all of his neighbors here on the island. He makes sure to remind them of that often. <laughs> <laughs> Just maybe with the caveat of don't destroy all monsters. Me that got uncomfortable <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yeah, he still hasn't forgiven them for that. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't blame him, man. Like, that was brutal. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's still a little salty about that. Yeah, I've I've seen the video. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I can't blame him. Uh, but <laughs> back to Gamera. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Jimmy, stay on target. Got it. All right. <laughs> uh, I've been on such a Star Wars kick that I'm I'm gonna resist that urge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, with Gamera, I hadn't seen any of uh any of Gamera's movies proper. Um, but then through a, a YouTube channel that I know you enjoy, um, up from the depth. Yes. <laughs> I went through, I went through all his Godzilla reviews. Um, then once he was finished Godzilla, he moved into Gamera. 
So I was like, okay, even though I know nothing about these, uh, I, I want to sit along for the uh, uh, along for the ride because I enjoy this guy's reviewing style and his his clear passion mm-hmm. for uh, for the monster. If I remember correctly, you would have been in the same boat as him for the most part because I think he said uh, in his intro video for those that I think he had seen the Heisei trilogy, but he hadn't seen any yeah. of the others. So yeah. it was all <laughs> very new for him. Which, uh, that is, that is brave territory. <laughs> um, cause as I was along for the ride, ha- having not seen any of them, but as my, my kaiju, my kaiju fandom, uh, has grown and I've gotten a little bit more involved in the, the kaiju fandom community, I've heard so many good things about the high state trilogy. Um, but it was, I was still a little bit skeptical just because it's like, all right, how is it going to be that good? Because uh, so many times within any movie fandom, you'll hear people, uh, and myself as well, I'm so guilty of doing this, being like, this is amazing. Like, this is insane. I've been doing that about Clone Wars for the past, like, two weeks. Um, but still, a little a little bit skeptical. Um, yes, Jimmy. It's supposed to be pronounced Heisei. <laughs> He's a stickler for getting the pronunciations right. Trust me, I know. My, you are not the only one who said it wrong, though. Trust me. My, my apologies, Jimmy. I will, I will try. Yeah, uh, you might have been inspired to do that because, uh, because as I've been telling him, as I've been listening to your show, you enunciate like a Brit. So, <laughs> and it threw me off a little because you would say things like again instead of again and. Bean right. instead of Ben, then I'm like, why the heck is he? Oh, he's from Canada. <laughs> he's not a dirty, dirty American like the two of us. I get it now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, that, this is what happens I'll, when you're a podcaster and you spend a lot of time listening to podcasts and editing your own work. You pick up on people's speech patterns and their verbal tics and quirks. <laughs> Well, it's it's for me also just just to go down this rabbit hole a little bit. I will go my whole life having read something, uh, and thinking I know the pronunciation of it just based on reading it, and then you'll hear it out loud and you're like, "Whoa, what? That's what it sounds like." Yeah. Um, <laughs> but or or I, it, I I don't have a whole lot of room to talk. I'm from the I'm from Indiana. You know, I am born and bred Midwestern American. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, Jimmy's from I, I New York, Jim- so <laughs> <laughs> I, I do get Jimmy's impulse because whenever I throw on Batman Begins, as much as I love that movie, as soon as they say Raz Al Ghul, I'm like, it's race. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Okay. In their defense, nobody knows how to say that right. <laughs> I've heard three different pronunciations. <laughs> and I can't and no one knows which one is the right one. I've heard Rachel Ghoul, Razal Ghoul. Uh there was a third one that I've ever seen a video about. Nobody knows how to say his dang name right. <laughs> if when in doubt, go with the pronunciation from Batman the Animated Series. Which I think or, was Raz Al Ghul. Oh, no, and uh, there, I've also heard Raz Al Ghul. I mean, uh, that one's less common, but still. Raz no one can agree on it, so... <laughs> Personally, I think Raish makes a little bit more sense as it's supposed to be Arabic, but you know, I'm no expert on Arabic, so... It yeah, sounds a little bit more are... throaty, you know? Oh, not not throaty, nasally. You know, like, reish. You know, 
They, oh my god! <laughs> feel free to cut this if you want. I don't care. <laughs> uh, oh no, no, it's fine. This is, dude. This is the kind of thing that we do. Um, yeah, okay, so, I, just to remind yeah, everybody, right. <laughs> even though I run a kaiju show, that is not the only thing I geek out over. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, man. I will, I will geek out over so many things. Um, all right, so camera, camera, camera. Yeah, the so original I, I, Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> you just did an episode on the Ninja Turtles. I had to bring that up. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, oh, just slap a mask on him. Give him a belt with a G. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Ninja I, Turtle. I, I, I oh, man. The Ninja Turtles would be screwed. <laughs> no, he out. wouldn't fight the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> He'd be teaming up with the Ninja Turtles. What are you talking about? <laughs> Ninja Turtles will they, love him. The Ninja Turtles will love him. They they'd love him, but they'd go to they'd go to attack the foot soldiers and he accidentally just knock a building over on him. No, 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 the, the, the the four Ninja Turtles would fight the foot soldiers and Gamera would fight the Technodrome. That's that's how they parse out the you know the true, the, true. the the assignments. They're really like you know they they all look up. It's like Gamera, you get the Technodrome. We're fighting the foot soldiers. We'll fight Shredder. You fight the Technodrome. I would pay Just to see that. Away, I would I would pay. Make someone make that happen. I want oh to see God. that now. Yeah, no, Give me no. some insane fan art. I want to see Gamera fighting the Technodrome <laughs> with the turtles in the foreground fighting Krang and Shredder with foot soldiers. Be, that would be amazing. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Put, like I said, put a little mask on Gamera and everything so he's like a full-fledged Ninja oh Turtle. That would be amazing. Yes. <laughs> that that would be the, the, the non- uh, I say, I, I butchered it. <laughs> hey, say, <laughs> non hey, say version Gamera that that I would accept because at this point uh, I love those the the trilogy version of Gamera so much that I'm like, all right, I got to remember if I yeah. if and when I ch- when I check out the Brave to know this ain't it. Um, uh, I will tell you, okay, film. Okay, I will tell you. This you know, preparing to be on this episode was interesting because I'm like, hmm. Watch the Gamera trilogy, three of the best kaiju movies ever made. So good that they transcend the genre. Wow, I like I oh, need an excuse fantastic. to do that. And <laughs> uh, this is actually a little bit of a warm up because for me because the you know there are no Gamera movies on the docket for this the upcoming season of the Monster mm-hmm. Island Film Vault, but I am putting proposals together to submit to the board of directors because they have to approve everything that I do. I am including this trilogy in my proposal for next season, and I am praying nice. that they approve it because I will fight them tooth and claw. <laughs> Saber tooth <laughs> and claw <laughs> to cover this trilogy because it is that important in my mind. Outside of that, oh, if I can avoid the Showa Gamera movies, unless it's the MST3K episodes, I will gladly do it. The Brave is actually kind of a distant fourth to the Heisei trilogy, I would say, if you you know had if you actually ranked this trilogy, you know, uh, the the Brave yeah, is a distant I've fourth. Heard. It's a the Brave is essentially a Showa Gamera movie, except good. <laughs> <laughs> 
because it has a lot more of the tropes of a Showa Gamera movie because it has a kid as the protagonist, but he's not Back obnoxious. He's a very no, he's not an obnoxious little kid. He's a likable little oh, kid. Okay, good. It has a lot of charm to it. It's a kids movie, but it has genuine charm. And if you hate it, you have no soul. I have concluded that <laughs> it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but if you hate it, you have no soul. See, Jimmy agrees with me. <laughs> That's two to your possible one. <laughs> I, I haven't watched it yet. I, I do want to watch it. Um, and I will. It's just at right now I'm in a big star Wars kick. But yeah. then also <laughs> I, I loved the 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 trilogy so much that I'm like, oh, that right now that's my first and final impression of Gamera. Yeah, well, and you and I, I are wanna, in a similar I boat. I don't know if I want it colored. Yeah, you're you and I are in a similar boat. I would see. I I unfortunately I didn't grow up with cable, so I never saw the MST3K episodes with Gamera because there were five of them, and I would see Gamera movies sitting on the shelf at Blockbuster. Yes, I am that old. Shut up. <laughs> oh, I, we're, 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 we're in a similar boat, man. Yeah. I would see them on the shelf, there, homie. <laughs> but for some odd reason, despite the fact that I was getting into Godzilla at the time, I had, I didn't really have much interest in watching them. And then I started hearing about guardian of the universe when it had its limited theatrical run here in the United States. Thank you, Siskel and Ebert. And it piqued my interest <laughs> I wasn't able to see it in a theater because it never played anywhere in Indiana, as far as I knew. But I managed to catch it when it came out on video. So my very first camera was Guardian of the Universe. So nice. to say that that set a high bar would be an understatement. And then when I started to do things like subscribe to G-Fan Magazine, I found out that Guardian of the Universe was the first of a trilogy and there were two others, but they hadn't been released here. And that the story I was getting for many, many years, because it took me a while the, to actually see the entire trilogy, I heard that all they did was get better as they went. And that the third one in particular was so good, it transcended the kaiju genre. And even people who don't like kaiju would watch that movie and would really like it. if They just liked fantasy movies. And so yeah. there was a lot of hype for me built up over multiple years about this trilogy. And I missed my opportunity because this trilogy has been released on DVD and Blu-ray twice now. Well, the first one was by ABV. Yeah. I missed those releases, unfortunately, for two and three. They went out of print for a long time. And then Mill Creek put them out on Blu-ray. And that's the set that I have as my personal copy. And now Arrow Video is including them in their massive box set that put the whole kaiju fandom into a tizzy. They were losing their minds. <laughs> one of the most, one of my most popular memes uh, for the podcast was themed around that because this arrow yeah, video yeah. set is making the criterion Godzilla set look like Minya by comparison. You could almost <laughs> say, I mean, it is, I, we, there is no Minya hate on this show. Just so everybody knows. We're nice to poor Minya. All right. 
all right, I'll agree. <laughs> but you know, but all that to, all that <laughs> being That's said, <laughs> you know, this uh, you know, if you want to actually see it, because the mill, I think the Mill Creek set, when the Mill Creek set went out of print, print too. You know, get yourself your that arrow set because it is totally worth, it, especially since they're giving this trilogy the star treatment on that set. It's supposed to be a lossless 4K transfer, or something like that, for all three of these movies. So, yeah, it's it looks like it's going to be outstanding, and I can't wait. I pre-ordered my set already, and hopefully, it gets shipped out here to Monster Island. Okay, if all else fails, I'll send one of Jimmy's drones to there you wherever go. it needs to go to bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah. I I watched them earlier this year uh, for the first time. I had heard about them. Uh, the up from the depth reviews did did get my it, it it got my interest it planted a seed um, but I was still like for for a while my big monsters are are Godzilla and there's so many films uh, thirty I think it's about thirty five now yeah if you uh, count the anime trilogy as three separate movies I think it's thirty five now all right <laughs> i think i i i, I could be I off the, uh, if this was one of my if this was one of my episodes jimmy would either be correcting me right now or making a note to uh correct me in his follow-up <laughs> blog that's what he does now he managed to convince the board of directors to let him do follow-up blogs where he gets to riff on me and Correct me in my guess the week after. What he didn't realize was there was another clause in that part of the contract that said that if I say anything on the air for him to do for the blog, he has to do it. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Take that, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. Buddy, just hope, just hope he doesn't just just hope he doesn't uh, get you to watch the first half of Turbo or <laughs> just. Uh, uh, Turbo <laughs> Power Rangers movie. I'm a little no, scared no, no. of that well, thing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm meaning the season proper. The first one oh. is rough, man. <laughs> that shows see uh, that shows reputation precedes it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, what no, I saw, no, I, I was. A, this is a complete rabbit trail, but I'm going to tell you. I remember when that was first airing. My interest in Power Rangers was a little bit short-lived, probably because I was right on the cusp of the target audience for it, and you know I outgrew it really fast. Although I've since then learned some things about the show that I think are actually really cool. In particular, Jason David Frank, aka Tommy, you know, being a yep. real MMA fighter and a Christian, which I think is super yep. cool. <laughs> yep. But the I could not wrap my head around how they had a 10-year-old kid as a ranger who would magically grow six inches when he morphed. I'm like, how does this... What is this, like, mini Shazam? Is that what this is? <laughs> I don't understand. How does this work? That is, that's definitely something they lifted from, uh, from Super Sentai, uh, from Die Ranger, which was the which was the uh, the season that Mighty Morphin season two was loosely based on? It's where they got the uh, the White Ranger suit, the Thunder Zords, um, and some of the monster footage. In that season, the White Ranger was a ten year old boy. Um, what? <laughs> when he morphed, he would get into the body of an adult. 
but he was a little bit more um uh, what's an unawkward way of putting it uh <laughs> he had some focuses that children around that age do because he's uh maybe not 10 maybe he's 12 so he's noticing things and focusing on certain body parts shall we say oh so boy glad to see they didn't <laughs> take that influence <laughs> Anyway, Gamera. (laughs) Gamera, (laughs) because that's what we're talking about. Um, Yeah, so I finally sat down to watch the movies just because I just finished watching the uh, the 54 original Gojira and then Shin Godzilla um, and a couple of the other high-state films because I did – Hey, say, sorry. <laughs> yeah, You're going to be very self-conscious for the rest of this I'm podcast. Gonna be, well, I, I, I just don't want to piss off Jimmy. Judging by the look on his face, I think he gave up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, it'll be an extra large poutine next time I come down. I'm sorry. He's just all I, I just see him sitting there with his uh, earphones in. He's just shaking his head. He's just like I give up. Man. <laughs> I give up. I say every episode. I can't words, man. You, just, you gotta roll with this. <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, it, it was in that where where I was like, I'm really digging some of the the serious stuff that you can do with with the kaiju film genre, but also I, I do like some of the, the fantastical, um, even around that time I was watching, um, uh, Godzilla and Mothra where Batra showed up and Batra was just super gangster. Um, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I am going to, yeah. Jimmy uh, totally agrees with you about Batra because he's into gangster rap. So <laughs> he knows what yeah, you're talking uh, well, about. Oh, Jimmy and I have talked. We talked Wu Tang Clan over Twitter the other day, and I was like, "Yep, Jimmy knows what's up." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Batra, um, which leads yeah, to no, so ap- uh, apparently leads to Gamera. So, <laughs> well, yeah, no, well, it was it's the thing of something looking. Uh, even Batra in that movie has a good mission, although he's harsh because um, <laughs> it's like I'll protect the world, but I don't give a crap about humans, and that yeah. reminded me of something that people have said about especially the third Gamera film in the trilogy, yes. um, which I love that intro. And that, that look is my favorite. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to sit down and watch these. And the problem was the versions I could watch at that time were the dubs. Oh, I got, I, I hurt, I hurt for you. Right now, I got. It's like got it's maybe, like that pain has traveled through space and time, oh yeah. and is now hitting me right now. I, ow! I got like, <laughs> the dubs got for those maybe, things are not great. <laughs> oh no! I got I got like. <sighs> it's interesting because this has come up with with Beck. Like you get the old Godzilla films, or even some of the high stay ones. When you got the dubs, like they're bad. But it, there, there's a, at least a little bit of a weird charm to it because the words come in like 30, not 30 seconds, but like a good two to three seconds after the person says it. Yeah, and you can thank the, those the, and martial arts movies tone. for creating the stereotype that dubbed exactly. Asian that dubbed Asian films have horrible dubbing. Yeah, but even but with them, it's like either the 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 actor's face would not match the the tone or it would be just something ridiculous. Yep. But with the Gamera dub, it was it was pretty close to matching, but it was just the characterization they were having the actors act was 
so bad, especially the inspector guy who I dug a lot more in the, the, the original that you could watch with subtitles. Yes. <laughs> so I got like 40 minutes in and I was like, okay, I see the technical stuff about this, but this is, this is rough. I can't do yeah. this. So I gave up. I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing about, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Probably should have researched this. You know, I didn't know you were going to bring up the dubs, <laughs> but in all oh. likelihood, what it probably was yeah, was Toho commissioned a studio in Hong Kong to do the international dubs on the cheap. Well, not Toho, probably was Daie, although Toho distributed these movies, which is why it's a little yeah. odd. But the Toho, I'm guessing they probably did the same thing. The they had it dubbed in Hong Kong. They would do it on the cheap, and they would just grab whoever they could to do it with. Whereas with a lot of the Showa Godzilla films, those were being dubbed, particularly the ones from the sixties were being dubbed by people like AIP or Titra or something like that. And the dubs sound much better, much better. Yeah. They actually took more care, not only with the translations, but with the actual acting. So they were substantially better, but then by the seventies, they weren't that wasn't happening a whole lot anymore so the dubs that you get for 70s Godzilla movies were most likely made in Hong Kong which is why they're not great <laughs> and all the and all the Heisei movies were done for the Godzilla movies were done the same way and the Millennium movies were the same they just yeah it's kind of terrible yeah. although Godzilla 2000 did get dubbed by Sony itself in the United States well, so the dub for Godzilla 2000 is actually pretty good and that's a there you can get good dubs. Shin Godzilla's dub I think is good. Um it's weird just watching it is weird. Re because it was dubbed by Funimation so and they used their cadre of anime actors. So it sounds weird to me because it's like they're still <laughs> dubbing an anime. I'm like Which, this is live action. These voices don't feel right. <laughs> but it, it, I think I think it lends itself to it though, just because even though I haven't seen um, Evangelion. I I know that some of the influence from the director and a writer and producer were there because they they worked on that and they worked on on Gamera or one of them did Shinji Aguchi. Um, Shinji Aguchi. There we go. Who Thank I have you. met. I, I met him at G Fest. I actually shared a picture with you that yeah. I, I took with him. He was the co-director on Shin Godzilla and he was the special effects director on this trilogy, which is why the effects are fantastic. Oh. Oh my you want to hear something yeah. mind-blowing? Yeah. These movies were made with half the budget of a Toho Godzilla film from the 90s. And they look Which 10 times better. Which is a lesson in friggin' filmmaking. <laughs> Yeah, the the genesis of the the genesis of this trilogy is absolutely fascinating because I've met the director as well, Shusuke Kanako, mm -hmm. who went on to do a Godzilla movie as well. Uh, yeah, Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, giant monsters all out attack because <laughs> no one at Sony thought maybe we should shorten that title, but. <laughs> <laughs> But he he got his start actually doing dramas. And but he was a Godzilla fan. And he went to Toho right. and he said, I want to make a Godzilla movie. 
but he never got a chance to do it. And then I don't remember all of the details, but eventually the offer, he got offered the chance. He didn't get a Godzilla movie. And then he got offered the chance to do Gamera by Daye. And he thought, really? Yeah. I don't like the old Gamera movies. They're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what it, he didn't like him. He thought the old Gamera movies were silly and he didn't like them. So he's like, okay, fine, but you're going to let me eventually it got to the point where he told him if I'm doing this, I'm doing what I want Because originally they yeah. wanted that when they they're like, we want to reboot this, but we want to make it like the old movies. We want it to be comical. We want it to be for kids. And he said, no, I'm not doing that. And he won out and he got to make the movie he wanted. And I'm telling you, I think Toho noticed because this move, this the first one, Guardian of the Universe, came out just a few months after Space Godzilla. And I think Toho, the guys at Toho watched it and they thought, crap, we need to up our game a little bit, which is why the effects in Destroya look a little bit better. <laughs> but it still doesn't come anywhere close. I no. Yeah, yo, here for some people, I I call this a hot take, even though there are people like Jimmy who would tell me that this is about as hot a take as Mister Freeze. <laughs> but for the four years that these movies were coming out, this trilogy was coming out, and there were no Godzilla movies other than Destroya, you know, in 1995, mm -hmm. because both Guardian Universe and Destroya were 1995. Gamera was the king of the monsters, as far as I care. He took the crown from Godzilla. The guy who, in the 60s, was started by Dai Studios because they wanted to cash in on the kaiju craze. They wanted their own little version of Godzilla. <laughs> but he was, in a, lot, in a lot of people's minds, a pale imitation Suddenly, Shusuke Kaneko shows up and says, let me show you how to do a gritty reboot right. <laughs> and he makes yep. Gamera king of the monsters. He makes Gamera the coolest kaiju around. Yep. <laughs> it is yeah. astonishing, and I love the irony of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's so interesting just because it's it, my thought behind it is I base it on nothing but it just wouldn't surprise me I think it's something we can all relate to where it was he wanted to do Godzilla they said no it's like okay okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do this better I'll show you what you're missing yes <laughs> it maybe lit that fire um where it's like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it with someone who you look at as a joke yes um because like what's interesting with Gamera gone on to learn through up from the depths and other YouTube channels is that up until the final one or two of the, the original show well run, um, they were, they were successful. I mean, it was, it was kid movie focused stuff. And the, it, I think you could make the argument. It definitely had an impact on Godzilla. Um, just with showing that audience like, Oh, Hey, we can, we can, any studio would be like, oh, hey, there's money to be made from there. Let's go for it as well. Um, but it's still, even though they were making money, let's, they they weren't causing a dent in anything to Godzilla. No. Um, and they were looked at as like, no, they're the inferior film. Um, 
but then taking that, taking someone who had had two borderline, if not full-on bombs, who had been on ice, who didn't like have the huge cultural impact that Godzilla did. Because even though Godzilla went out with terror of Mechagodzilla and then chilled for nine years, mm-hmm. it, it Gamera had a very different experience. Like even though terror went out, not with a whimper, but he it made the least. Yeah, it it's it technically it is fan. technically in terms of box office the least successful Godzilla film out there, which makes me sad. It's definitely it has gotten the appreciation it deserved since then. Yeah. And to be honest, it's actually one of Terror Back of Godzilla is actually one of my favorite Godzilla films, one of my favorite kaiju films. Although I will admit at least a small part of that is the nostalgia because that was my first Godzilla film. That's fair. That's fair. But even if I remove the nostalgia, there is a lot of things in that movie to appreciate. Oh, yeah. No, they stepped up their game with that one. But it it went out with a little bit of a whimper. Uh, But it's, it's not like it bombed financially and critically. Right? Yeah. So Godzilla, yeah. Godzilla well, uh, coming let's back just say if like, you want to compare final films from the show from their respective Showa series, <laughs> uh, Terror of Mechagodzilla is head and shoulders, knees and toes above Gamera Super Monster. <laughs> it hurts to even name that movie. I'm not even <laughs> sure it's a movie. I don't know what Super Monster Gamera is. Well, I don't think they know why. <laughs> I I have joked on numerous occasions that there are three questions that plague mankind and have for many, many years. One is, what is the meaning of life? Some would argue it's 42. Another one is, why do bad things happen to good people? And the lesser known but still important third one is, why does Gamera Super Monster exist? <laughs> and the only well, answer I've heard, uh, actually, my friends the at the Kaiju Apostle podcast actually tried to. I posted that on Twitter, and the they tried to answer it by saying "money, money, and money." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, I, I I'd have to agree with them. I was like, it's a it's a bad answer, but it seemed to be like, well. I I have this. Hey, we got this property that made money. Yeah, yeah. I've I've I have a lot of things I could say about Gamera Super Monster, but let's stay on this trilogy. But you know, so you have Shinji Yaguchi <laughs> doing the special effects. You have Shusuke Kaneko uh, in the director's chair, and, and I can't remember the screenwriter's name off of my off the top of my head. But he, the same screenwriter, wrote all three of these movies, and you know what he's actually really well known for? Anime. Interesting. In fact, he wrote the thing he's most well known for outside of this trilogy is he wrote the original Ghost in the Shell movie. Huh. Yeah. That's on my to watch list. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's fantastic. It's a classic of anime. You need to you owe it oh, to I've yourself. Heard. You owe it to yourself. Oh, it's I like will. that in Akira. Even if you end up not liking Akira, if you like anime, you should watch it once. <laughs> I saw it when I was They're in college, both. and once was enough. So <laughs> it's not a, it's not a movie I return to a lot, but I understand its significance. 
we've we've got there, there's a couple of those, but to varying reasons, like whether or not you revisit them. Uh, sometimes it's like yeah, Ghost eh. in the Shell. I would watch Ghost in the Shell. I would watch again. I'm not in the big rush to see yeah. uh, Akira again. But one, <laughs> just because I'm going down this rabbit hole, one where I'm like, okay, it's it's a fantastic film, but I don't feel like my day being ruined is. <laughs> It's Schindler's List, where it's yeah, it's so amazingly yeah. made. My wife hadn't watched it, and then we were we were talking about it. She's like, "You make it sound so good." I was like, "Because it is." She's like, "Do you want to watch it?" I'm like, "Look, we're gonna need to watch like four hours of Community afterwards, <laughs> just, <laughs> just to kind of recover, just just to feel some semblance of uh." Of happiness if we don't want to go to bed horrifically depressed like if you're down for that let's do it like but j- just that heads up <laughs> and yeah we watched about four episodes of community after we're like all right let's find the happiest most joyful episode <laughs> um uh, <laughs> sorry uh yeah jimmy it's uh community man it, it, it helps you feel good after a very upsetting movie. Yeah, for Great him, but it's uh, for him. It's Baby Yoda. Apparently, Baby Yoda can <laughs> cure his PTSD. I, I'm a little confused by that, but then I remember it's Baby, Baby Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> well, yeah, Baby Baby Yoda cures all. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a cash cow that I will happily ride. <laughs> and like, yeah. like here, yeah. take my money. Yes, this is something I didn't know. I didn't know I needed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah so you have this very interesting creative team that came together and i really do think it was it was lightning in a bottle but it was lightning that got caught three times try to do that and this is one of the few the absolute few trilogies film trilogies i should say i can think of where each one gets better although yeah i do think and I don't care. Okay. The official U.S. title for Gamera 2 is Attack of Legion, which I think is silly. <laughs> uh, the original Japanese title is infinitely cooler. It's Advent of Legion. So as far as I care, it's Advent of Legion. Yeah, yeah. And it missteps in one department. The uh, The guy from Up From the Depths brought this up, and I totally agree with him. Advent of Legion is better in every regard from Guardian of the Universe except for the characters. The really? character the character work, in my opinion, is not as good in Legion. And then you get to Gamera 3 and everything's better. <laughs> it's just like... Oh my gosh. It just yeah. all explodes in awesomeness well, in Gamera 3. I, well, I was going to say, you, you, you took it uh, even a step further. Um when I was first thinking about it, I was like, this is one of the few trilogies that like you said, actually gets better as it goes. But my initial thought was like, even, even most really good trilogies that people can cite, how rare is it that the third one is considered the best one? Yeah. It's incredibly rare. I know some people uh, say return of the Jedi is the best star Wars movie, but they're a minority. Yeah, no, the, no, the best I, of the original I trilogy, I should Jedi. say. Yeah, some people yeah, I've heard it, some people say it, Return of the Jedi is the best of the original trilogy. They're a minority most of the time. It's Empire, but that's the closest yeah, I can think it, of. 
the uh, you can point at the prequel trilogy and be like, "Revenge of the Sith." Revenge is of the, the Sith one. is definitely the best of that trilogy. But uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's not a that's not a compliment you should yeah. hang your hat on. Although, Although and then some people trilogy. some people would argue that and I'm, I'm thinking of more. Some people would say Last Crusade is the is the best Indiana Jones movie. It's either that or Raiders. And some people would say that Back to the Future Part 3 could be the best of the Back to the Future movies. I tend to say huh. it's the first one followed by yeah. 3. But, you know, we're not here to talk um, about any of those. No, no. <laughs> Although, just for that Star Wars strain, I will quickly say I do think out of the sequel trilogy, Rise of Skywalker is the best one. But it also had an impossible job to do all the lifting of <laughs> the other two movies i'm gonna stop i'm sorry i uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> i don't want to get into some you know it, it, i don't want to get into any controversy right now i want to stay focused on gamera because you know we, we'll talk we will, star wars we will later do a separate star wars. <laughs> oh and don't don't jimmy will get all will get all up in that right now i mean I, it, I can already jimmy, see him see he's seething a little bit in the producer booth right now you, you see that look at that the fact that you even brought up the the prequels, I think his I think he's he's twitching a little bit. <laughs> yes. He is uh, he is on, a buddy. stalwart we'll prequel this. hater. Stalwart. <laughs> I was I, I was, but Clone Wars went a long way and yeah. and fan cuts. Fan cuts. Yeah. Anti cheat yeah. But anyway, so yes, um, it's one of those rare camera. opportunities. Yeah. Rare opportunities <laughs> where it gets better as it goes. And Which that's saying a lot. So I mean, these, oh, I, I cannot, I, there are only a handful of kaiju movies where I tell people, if you're not into this, you have to see these. Like if, if yeah. the proposal that I will be sending to the island's board of directors will be, I want to talk about this trilogy and I want to screen every single one of these to my entire core group of co-hosts. So if you listen to, <laughs> and by that, you, you, if you listen to episode two, which is King Kong 33, that is my core group. Those are the ones that I want to bring back as often as I can to show things. And I want all of them present for that because these movies are so good. They transcend the genre. I mean, King Kong 33 yeah. is important just as an American movie. Ignore the yeah. fact, ignore genre, ignore it completely and its influence on a gobs of things, but a, you know, in my in the case of my show, the kaiju genre. Ignore all of yeah. that. It is just an important American movie. Period. And I feel the same way about this Gamera trilogy. It is so good especially when you get to 3 that I think everyone oh gosh, should yeah. see it. The only barrier I can see at that point is if you just don't like fantasy movies. If you don't like fantasy movies, you won't like it. But if you are like, you know, kaiju or silly, but I like fantasy films, you need to watch these because they are fantastic fantasy films. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. I am astonished. The, the, if we're just going to talk about, I mean, we, I would love to really get into the like the thematic meat of these movies because there's so much to talk about. But just in terms of production value, like I said, half the budget of a Heisei Godzilla film, it looks 10 times better. And I attribute that to Kane, uh, Kaneko's cinematography. He knows how to shoot these things and make them look oh, good. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, 
I don't know how he does it. And I think Higuchi is a big part of this too because he did the special effects. They make the suits and the miniatures look great, but then they find a way to shoot it so that it feels authentic. One of the distinctive features of the cinematography in these films that you start to see emulate. The Showa Godzilla films would do this to a, you know, would do this to some extent, not as much as I, I, Kaneko, I think, really perfected it because you start seeing it in other things. You know, this style of filmmaking has not really gone away when it comes to kaiju. He filmed them at low angles. He would put the camera into the miniatures and he would have stuff in the foreground, buildings or something in the foreground when you're looking at the monster. So it really felt like you were on the street and you were seeing these things. And it really, it, you know, it engrosses you. It puts the audience in that world, in that, and puts you in the right perspective. You should be looking up at these things. You, you there should the be. They're so huge. There, it really communicates the scale. And then combine that with fantastic-looking suits, fantastic-looking miniatures, great performances from the suit actors. Heck. Uh, Guardian of the Universe is notable because Super Gauss, the big Gauss at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. was the first kaiju ever played by a woman. I didn't know that. That's yeah, I, I looked up her name. The Her name was, uh, and I pardon me if I say the name wrong, it is Yumi Kaneyama. Yeah. She did a great job. Yeah. Uh, I can only think <laughs> of one other kaiju movie that had a female suit actor. And interestingly, it was GMK, also directed by Kaneko. Baragon was played by a woman in that. And if you ever see video of her, like B-roll footage of her playing Baragon, it is delightful. (laughs) 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 Absolutely delightful. (laughs) But I'll definitely definitely have to look that up. But the thing is, is not only is the monster stuff great, the, you know, the mythology behind this movie is fantastic. It is in, it is very well thought out. The world building is fantastic. And so the universe that it takes place in is great. But the other thing that really you know elevates it is the story and the characters are amazing. This is a testament to why good characters are important in kaiju movies. And every single time I hear people... <laughs> Talk about how, yeah, I don't want humans in my kaiju movie. I just want to see the monster. Shut up! (laughs) The writer in me just gets angry. I'm like, I am not so much of a fanboy that a movie of nothing but monsters is going to hold my attention. I will get bored. I don't care how fantastic all that kaiju stuff is. I will get bored. I want good characters. I want an interesting story. This gives it to me. This, in many ways, is what the Heisei Godzilla series should have been. It had the potential to be this, and it wasn't this. The guy from, I think the, I don't remember if the Up From the Depths guy brought this up or not, but you have, and you and I have talked a little bit about this in reference to Star Wars, how there's a contingent in the Star Wars fandom and kind of just in geek fandom in general where they freak out over female characters being in it because they want to read agendas into it. Yeah. If you want to look at this Gamera trilogy, 
we the mo uh, you know most of the important characters in this trilogy, interestingly enough, are women, and at no point yeah. am I thinking about whether or not they're Mary Sue's or you know perfect little girls or whatever. They are just allowed to be good characters in a good story. They are not bogged down by any of this, and it is amazing. I never yeah, think no, about that. All I get is like, just give me good characters. Percent. I don't care what their gender or their ethnicity. I don't care about any of those details. Just give me characters, good characters. And that's yep. what this gives me. In fact, you want another mind blowing fact. I don't know if you knew this. I need to scroll through my notes to find her name. <laughs> Cause I am awful. Uh, and I over prepare for everything. Hence why <laughs> Jimmy has to write blogs after every episode, but a soggy, in these movies, you know, the the girl who is essentially Gamera's priestess. Yes, there we go. She is played by Steven Seagal's daughter. What? Yes. Wow. I dare you to look at a picture of her now and not see the family resemblance. Yeah. Ayako Fujitani. <laughs> Ayako Fujitani. She is the daughter of Steven Seagal because Steven Seagal's first wife was Japanese. Oh, my goodness. I gotta look that up. Yeah, I can't right now, but I gotta look that up. <laughs> and let's, but let's be honest, she's a better actor than her dad. <laughs> yeah, well, I was gonna say, yeah, no, uh, she, uh, she inherited maybe the charisma, but got the acting muscle a lot more developed. She might not have gotten the roundhouse kicks, <laughs> but she got the acting chops. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, I I agree with everything you said um these there there's so much to dive into with these three and which is why i i've got i can't wait to do it on my show man yeah oh oh, oh man, my no, show I, is I known for doing deep dives into every single movie even if you well, may not necessarily a... want a deep dive i mean <laughs> i just my latest episode as of this recording is with our friend bex for Rebirth of yep. Mothra. That episode is two hours and 15 <laughs> minutes. I'm guessing most people didn't think, I need a two, and a, a two hours and 15 minute deep dive into Rebirth of Mothra. Well, you're getting it anyway. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's, it, I'm excited for that just because when, whenever I do deep dive on my show, it's, hey, I'm going to maybe go for two, maybe a little more hours. Uh, the goal is like an hour and a half to two hours, but it's going to be basically about a whole franchise. So I give you more details than most of the people who listen to my show have those details. But in comparison to your show, I'm like, mine, mine's a micro dive. <laughs> Which, <laughs> like you that, go into the kiddie pool, you know, it's, it's, it's really <laughs> wide, but it's a foot deep. Right. I guess. Well, yeah, um. it's like, here, here here's I'm, I'm giving you that starter, that that little bit <laughs> to whet your appetite, and then it's like, all right, now that you're you're hungry for more, this is where you go, Monster yeah. Island Film Vault. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I I will tell you, I have a lot of friends in the the kaiju podcasting world, and and I don't know because my first podcast, Kaiju Vision Radio, we did deep dives. It's where I, I learned a lot uh, about how to do my podcast now from being on that show. And 
I'm kind of wondering if, I don't know if it was because of that show or if this was, this is just a general trend with the fandom, but there are more people wanting to do deep dives and understand these movies, not only as fans, as American fans, but to understand them in their original context, which is a, yeah, one of the my one of the pillars of my show's philosophy. You know, Jimmy and I spend a lot of time talking about this, but we're about film appreciation. We're not a review show. We're a film appreciation. We're about having discussions about the films and not assigning mm-hmm. a rating to them. There are plenty of podcasts that do that. I want to learn things about these movies and use them as a way to talk about history and culture, whether it's the his- my own country's history and culture. You know, I've gone through all of the King Kong movies. Mm-hmm. You know, there would be some people say, well, why would you want to do that? You know, why do you want to talk about King Kong 33 and then have a whole segment dedicated to the depression? Doesn't everybody know that? I'm going to tell you right now, they don't. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> there are people who don't know the history of their own country. And that's the thing that you have to keep in mind when you're looking at classic films or foreign films. And it's doubly true when you're looking at classic foreign films. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You as an American or in your case, a Canadian, you know, you crazy Canuck. (laughs) That's not a slur or anything in in Canada. Is it? (laughs) What? You could have said you as a North American. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't have to get all like, hacky. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was just one like, is Canuck a, a slur or something? But you know, you have a hockey I'm team not, called I'm the not Canucks. Sure, but it, but it can be. But we do have the Vancouver Canucks. So. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> moving on. You can edit that out if you want. But no, no, yeah, <laughs> all that to uh, you know, I, I. I I I riff because I love. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. no but anyway. <laughs> but we are removed from these films. You know, if if it's yep. a classic American film, we're removed because we're not the original audience. We are not the 1933 audience that would watch King Kong, the you know, Godzilla 1954. We are not a, the, the 1954 Japanese audience. There there is a barrier between us because we are not the intended audience. So I think a lot of people. Yep miss a lot of things because they're looking at it through their own cultural standpoint and they're not understanding these movies as they were originally intended. And absolutely. So one of the things that I try to do with my show is to break those barriers is to try to break some of those barriers down. You can't break them all. It's impossible. There is no way that I, as a modern day American, even living here on Ogasawara and working here too, you know, I, you know, it's technically part of Japan. I mean, and I have plenty of Japanese coworkers, but I can never be that 1954 Japanese audience. I can't, but I can learn things no. that can help put things into perspective, but I can still you know, never quite get there. I'm still always going to be yeah. a little bit of an outsider, which is fine. Yeah. But, you know, but you can pull the curtain back a little bit farther with all that you can learn. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Oh, no, it, it does. I think I think why we're there now is just with how we consume media has changed. Because even to point at a kaiju film, up until the early 2000s, uh, the original 
Godzilla with all its deep meaning that had been lost in the in the King of the Monsters cut. Uh, that's all they had. But yeah. then when it got released, uh, suddenly there was a new audience to it, right? And now we live in a now how we consume media. We binge, we podcast, we go to YouTube series. Um, now it's like I can I can have access to this information even if it's not firsthand. Somebody else who has dived into this, the Wikipedia's or the uh, <laughs> Wikizillas or Gojipedias or like it's just it's there. So now you don't if you have that interest, you can pursue it. And I, I dig that a lot. Like I, I had the Star Wars fandom uh, when I was a kid. So I had the EU. And mm-hmm. You can just you can you can go you can go deep. And I, I like that a lot. But I also like that you can choose to do it. But there's times where I'm like, nah, man, I, I'm just here for the, the, the French fries. I'm not here <laughs> for the steak. But then other times I'm like, yo, give me five steaks. Like I am here to dine and learn <laughs> about if I'm going with the steak analogy that I'm here to learn, maybe I shouldn't eat my yeah. steaks, but yeah. the, I'm going to try it. If we're, if we're going to use the, <laughs> uh, the food analogy here, I would say most of the, like say the show of Gamera movies, eh, that's probably candy. <laughs> a lot of really sugary candy. You know, <laughs> they they might be fun in the moment. You'll get a little bit of a buzz from yeah. it, but it, you know, it's not good for you. This trilogy, well, <laughs> oh my gosh, it's five star dining by comparison. <laughs> well, I, I, oh yeah, I was gonna say to go with to go with a food analogy. It might be and. Don't get me wrong, I like McDonald's, but I know if I'm going to McDonald's and I'm dropping two dollars and fifty cents on a double cheeseburger, <laughs> which in which would not, be more like uh, which would be more like fifty cents in the United States, but <laughs> yeah, uh, when I was going down to a conference there, I saw you could get two uh, like fifty McNuggets for five bucks. I looked at my buddy and I'm like, we can get a hundred McNuggets for ten bucks. That should be an option. <laughs> We almost did it, but, <laughs> but uh, like my point is, I know I know when I go there and I drop two dollars and fifty cents or seventy five in the case of the US, like uh, on a burger, I know what I'm getting. I'm going to enjoy it for that, but I can't then get mad and be like, "Hey, this doesn't taste like the twenty five dollar burger from Works Burger or yeah. Burgers Priest <laughs> that melts my... in my mouth and is amazing and delicious." Yeah, <laughs> but my apologies to all of your Canadian listeners for being the dirty, dirty American making Canada jokes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't uh, uh, I do into the weeds and uh, and Christian's working through some of his aggression. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, again, it's okay. uh, again, I riff because I love. <laughs> I have nothing. Against, I have nothing against Canadians. Oh no, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but no, but yeah. Um, so that's th- this is such a fine trilogy, and I, I mean, like I said, I can't, oh gosh, I, yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, you were telling me because I was asking, I was like, what exactly do you want to talk about with these movies? And you said, oh, let's get into the you know the themes and the spirit and the you know and the the spiritual elements and all that. My gosh, dude! It was it was a little difficult to w- rewatch these and only take notes on the thematic stuff, <laughs> and because I'm like, there's so much I want to talk about. There's so much I want to talk. About. Ah, you know, I was just freaking out. Well, and even you know, with some and, of and, stuff. and like I'll tell you, 
you get sorry, the gamma a three. Oh my gosh. I'm like, there's like, I'm having to pause the movie every five yeah. minutes to write out yeah. you know, thematic stuff because it's, oh my gosh, the third one is so thematically rich. I actually feel well, like it, the third one, you want to talk about cultural barriers. I feel like the third one, even though it's the best, I think it might be the least accessible to a non-Japanese audience because there is so much Eastern mythology in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's so much that the first time when I watched that, I thought I had no idea that that was actual Eastern mythology. I thought it was all fantasy stuff that was just being made up. Yeah. No, it's actual Eastern mythology that was being adapted to the story of this movie. Yeah. And it adds so many layers to it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know, well, it's just, Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, so let's try, let's were, see, let's try going sorry. through this like one movie at a time. Cause that's how my, that's how my <laughs> notes are arranged. Hey everyone. This is Chris. Uh, I'm clearly off the Island. I'm back home in Hamilton. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of one cross radio. Uh, as you can tell, uh, Nathan, Jimmy and I really got into it. Um, because we, all three of us really enjoy, uh, kaiju films, uh, film in general and Gamera. Um, but this this went so we're, we're splitting it in it into two episodes so come on back next week as we really dive into the outstanding Gamera Heisei trilogy hope you enjoyed today's episode hope you're having a safe and good week hope you enjoy next week's episode god bless my friends and take care peace